Hello, Mixnet Cases. This is Nuke Choss, and we have a spooky episode for you tonight. Uh, we are going to be talking about our favorite Halloween episodes of TV shows. We're not going to be talking about like specials. We're not talking The Great Pumpkin. We're talking about a regular TV show that does a special Halloween episode. With me tonight, I have... Good evening. I am Tech. And we also have... You can't see me, but I'm doing the pose that the Nosferatu did when he carried his casket across the sunset, the sunlight. Or was that the thriller dance? I don't it's know. It's a little bit of it, both. That's Jason. Jason. He still didn't introduce himself. It's a, it's a little bit of both. It's a little bit of both. Yeah. So, you know, you've already gotten one sort of Halloween horror episode last month. You got to listen to us talk about Killer Pinata. Well, we're going to just keep going with this theme just because. I want to. And um, it's, spoopy gonna, season. it's spoopy. I love talking spoopy things. And if I forget, mm-hmm. another point, another hidden agenda that I had for this episode was to completely hack on Jason for not doing Halloween horror this year on his podcast, which is fading slowly into that sunset. But uh if it's I faded, it's buried. If I forget Friends and dear listeners, please continue to harass him on all of his social medias that he will tell us about later about not doing Halloween horror yet again. Listen, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. But I have a question for you. Because you decided to go get your paper and go get that education was more important than filling out your podcast priorities. So shame on you, sir. I support Jason in this. I support Jason 100%. And I think we all support Jason in this. Jason, what what were you going to say? I was going to ask the question. Um, Since it is spoopy season. Mm. I will make time to sit down on Zoom with you guys and watch Candy. Oh, okay. Candy All right, Girl. we'll think about that one. We'll think about that. if if we watch Parasite, then we've got to watch a um a fun spoopy as well. So we'll balance it out and we'll you figure know, that out off air. Yeah, we got some I, options. You, Killer Pinata Two, Bride of Pinata. No, that's just happening. Like, the, Listen, that's just going ha- to happen. happen. Gonna happen. Uh, if you haven't listened to that episode, you can go back and listen to it. Uh, it does have a lot of swearing and adult themes. So, if you're trying to stay for the PG-13 content, don't worry, we're going to stay PG-13 here. Um, my rules for PG-13, not the MPAA's rules. And well, remember, um, guys. And remember, the poop is hypoallergenic. <laughs> That's not in Killer Pinata, but um, I do, I do recommend that if you did listen to that, go to Angry Mule on Instagram. They've been posting these clips, and they just crack us up every single one. But tell we're Steven talking Trauma about Tana, who sent you. Yes, tell Stephen Tromansana who sent you, so that he wants to come back and do more with us. Um, it was such a fun time, it was so much fun. But uh, we're talking about. Uh, episodes a halloween specific episodes of regular tv shows so it could be any any show that has just regular content and we're we're gonna just talk about some of our favorites and why it makes a good one because i there's a lot of shows they'll do like a very special episode it's our christmas episode and a lot of times they can just kind of be cringe but there's something kind of special about a really good halloween episode and maybe it's just I'm a fan of Halloween, but so, yeah, and I agree with you. And it can be cringe because, especially with things like a Christmas special, yeah. there's really was only- Santa really here. Yeah, there's only so many things you can draw from, and what everybody does if they're going to do a Christmas episode is they rip off a Christmas Carol. Yeah, 
And that's like the one story that everybody goes to. Let me show you what Christmas would be like if you weren't here. Nah, yeah. the th- visited by three ghosts. Yeah. Nah. And that's all. The- and I love that you know what I'm going to say. Or, yeah. or, <laughs> or, or they'll go the miracle on 34th Street, right? Yeah, right. Here's 37 sacks of letters from Santa or to Santa. Yeah, from Santa. Imagine he's just like letter bombing some dude. You wanted a you wanted a bicycle, but you hit on my chick at the bar last week, so you're not getting squat. Nah. Santa, Santa's gaslighting his slave labor of elves. But, it, oh. but with Halloween, there's so many other stories there's that you can so tell. So many scary stories to tell, and you can rip them off, and you can do whatever you want with them. And this is why I have to mention the OG, the great, the best of all. All of the reoccurring Halloween specials, and that is The Simpsons with the Treehouse of Horror. Treehouse of Horror. Started in season two, has been going strong every season since, even though they now air in either November or February. Yeah, it's kind of weird. But And it started off with them ripping off the greats that they would do. Well, one of their greatest ones from the early seasons is when they did, because every Treehouse of Horror episode, if you live under a rock and you've never watched The Simpsons, uh, the Treehouse of Horror is three eight-minute shorts. Vignettes. Vignettes, where they do an individual story with a Halloween theme, and they're spooky and scary, or spoopy, and um, they're a little different than what you normally see on The Simpsons, but they have done things... They they rip off all the greats, especially in the early series where they rip off Alfred Hitchcock. Oh, and they, they also rip off. Rip off uh, they also rip off uh, uh, Wes Craven because groundskeeper Willie is Freddy. Oh, absolutely! That's a and, fantastic and, and Wes Craven the and, and OG episode. It ends with the Raven with the, the telling of the Raven and. Even if you have been living under a rock oh and you don't God. watch The Simpsons, you have seen some references to The Simpsons doing the Raven, and Bart is the Raven. Never and more. Never, never more. Never more. Never more. Never. But the thing is, is what makes that brilliant is yeah. it's a retelling of Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven. So it's a poem mm-hmm. read by James Earl Jones. By James Earl Jones. Yes. Who is reading the in his beautiful Southern Mississippi draw? Uh, reading um, this poem while it's animated by the comic genius that is The Simpsons. And the thing is that this poem was written in the 1800s. There are a lot of turns of phrase that no longer exist. So it's kind of like Shakespearean English, where you understand it because it's English, but it's a little different, so you may miss a couple of the things. But when you watch it happening in a cartoon, you can understand a lot more. And... Nutty, I remember having this conversation with one of your sisters whom I don't have a lot of things in common with, but is an English teacher. And she said that she uses this to teach Edgar Allan Poe to her class so they can understand what he's saying in the poem. Yeah. And I think that's so cool that English teachers are actually that cool now that they can show Simpsons in their class because my English teachers were nowhere near that cool. I don't know. There, I know of certain, uh, uh, films versions of, uh, Macbeth that you watched in school. And I never had an English teacher that would show that, but I did we're indeed, gonna move on. We're I did indeed on. Not, see that version of Macbeth we're, in we're high school. We're just gonna I mean, allude to it, but not be explicit about what we're talking about. <laughs> I mean, for me, I look at it like, guys talked about you know general jones doing that i would put him on the same level as when 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 patrick stewart gets to do shakespeare oh oh yeah. absolutely like yeah. like that's the quality you're getting 
when you talk about him doing that. But for me, the mem- remembrance that I have when it comes to special is one that we cannot talk about, but it's great that, um, is Garfield. And the reason why I bring up Garfield is because all of his holiday specials are the same, but they, for some reason, the only time you get that family-oriented feeling of Garfield is in his specials. And generally, it's because of the grandma that he's laying in the lap of. And I really, really like that because it gives us a tender, more t- a tender side of Garfield, but it also tinges it with whatever the holiday is, right? So if it's Thanksgiving or if Christmas or Halloween, it has that tinge to it. And I like that because it's simple. It's a repetitive thing that you can just do over and over again. It doesn't cost your animators a lot. You know what I'm saying? And it's just one of those low budget back when TV was syndicated things. And I know there's more syndicated TV that we're going to get into because I'm pretty sure one of the two of you is going to bring up what? Buffy. That, that, that'll be an, an individual one, and I will bring that up, and I'll give you good reasons why. But in our series, in addition to the Treehouse of Horrors, and I just want to just quick, uh, so Tech, what is your number one skit or vignette from Treehouse of Horror? Oh my god! There's so many good ones. There's a lot. There's a lot. Because the thing is, is they rip off everybody, and they're unashamed. And now that it's not airing before Halloween, they can just go nuts and just do crazy little fun stories that they can't do in their things otherwise. Um, uh, I have to say, my favorite of the little vignettes that they've done is either the Edgar Allan Poe the Raven. That's mine. Or. Uh, the first Kang and Kodos, where they abduct the uh, how to eat forty aliens. That's a really good one. How I was to thinking eat forty about humans? That, one too. that was a really good one. Or yeah. um, the one where the teachers at Springfield Elementary become cannibals. And I believe Bart, I will do as you so often recommended by eating your shorts. Yes. <laughs> it's like no no settle down children he's like like you got half the kids in the elementary school in a cage settle down children you'll get all lean and stringy there's um there's also citizen kang i think is a really good one um, <laughs> that's such a good one and um, kang and kodos when they when they take over the bodies of bob dole and bill clinton running for office uh so, uh, Mr. President, people are very, uh, very concerned by the fact that you and your opponent are holding hands. We are merely exchanging long protein strands. If you can find a better, better way to do it, I'd like to hear it. I, I, I also want to give another honor. Uh, that's, I'm just mentioning all these great ones that I love. Another honorable mention to Homer in 3D. Oh, the oh. erotic cake store. Mm, erotic <laughs> cakes. <laughs> but I, I also- I, I just love breaking of the fourth wall. Go watch She-Hulk. Um, I love the breaking of the fourth wall. And I, that is just so much He's fun. moving into the third dimension. Now, for all of you who don't have a PhD in hyperbolic topography. Right? Um, yeah, Glavin. Um, this will lead for all. You can't go in there for all. We know there could be cubes the size of gorillas in there. I, uh, by the way, speaking of, I need to watch the finale of She-Hulk. I binge mm-hmm, the first mm-hmm, three mm-hmm. episodes. We'll talk about that after. It's not Halloween related. It do is you, quite no, good. No, no, no. Do you have a favorite treehouse of horror, Jason? For me, I love The Shining one. So because I The like Shining. Do you want to get sued? Shining. You the can't shining. get sued. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yes. My bad, my bad, my bad. The Shining. The Shining. The shining. I love it. Like, I, lo- I just love it so much. Like, now, 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 Smithers, you're right. If we come back and they've all been horribly murdered, I owe you a Coke. 
<laughs> There's just so many good ones. All right. So the um other series that I think uh, did Halloween really well, and it, it really was a running thing every single year. Roseanne always had the best Halloween episodes, like the oh, best. Halloween yeah, they episodes. did. They got kind of dark, too. Yeah. All of Roseanne got really dark. And and I think that was kind of the appeal to the show, that it was very, very real. Yeah. And really, really funny. And then when they remade it, it got very, very not funny. Yeah, I didn't even bother. No. And, and the final season, I didn't really, I, I, I dropped out as well, but. Right. When they won the lottery and yeah. of the original run, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. run. And, and the character we all know and love dies of a heart attack. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Um, yeah. now I will say a show that was a part of my childhood that had excellent, um, Halloween episodes. In their little special was oh yeah, Did and they? yes, they had a Halloween special and they had multiple segments. It was like a it was like a treehouse of horror, but it was longer. Okay, um, and it was excellent because again, I feel like Tiny Toon Adventures fills that slot where you like it's not the questionable behavior of a full grown Tiny Toon, uh, not Tiny Looney Tunes character such as Bugs Bunny, but it's it's Buster and Babs Bunny. And it's and it's Plucky Duck, not Daffy Duck. And it's you know, but they, Plucky they was awesome. He was excellent. And listen, the, the they were giants. Listen, they were giants. The Istanbul song is made famous yeah. because of that. They might be giants. They might be they giants. Might be but giants. their their musical episode. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. Which which was it was excellent. two they it was two they might be giants song. It was Istanbul and. Oh, what was the other one? The other one was the um, the uh, I would say the other. Oh, par- particle man, particle, particle man. man, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then they also did with their millionaire. It was their Richie Rich character ripoff. Yes, that was the million dollar Mon- man, Monty. Monty, but like yes. this tall, and he uh, and he did um, respect. Yes, yeah. they they like their Halloween episodes were or great, uh, money. But- I want money. Yeah, money. Yeah. They were Halloween episodes were great, but their their musical episodes, I think, the epitome of how great they. But but that but that brings up those musical episodes. Is what brought Tiny Tunes up to me because, like Garfield, they had specials per season. Like they had yeah. a summer vacation special. Where the heck is Plucky when they pick up the chainsaw wielding? Yes, I had like on, on the on the way to the water park. They pick up the serial killer. Yes, listen, listen, Tech. You were I watched that movie. Till my VHS almost broke, dog. Like this is, I want to buy that on DVD right now because I'd watch it. But we're happy, is, we're plucky. Where the heck is plucky? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the, the other one I also want to talk about is Brooklyn Nine Nine and their Nine Halloween Nine. heists. The Halloween. Oh my god, those were so funny because so, they really are one episode because they link every single season to the previous, the, the one. previous heist. Yeah. yeah. So the idea, if you haven't watched it, so Brooklyn Nine-Nine is the story of a regular, it's a comedy show about a regular New York police district that doesn't get all the fancy crimes that you see on all the other cop procedural shows. So they have a lot of spare time on their hands. So these cops and detectives in this police district come up with the idea that they're going to pull off a heist movie in one episode. And it's a competition between the various teams over 
who can pull off this great heist. And it gets better and better and better as the show goes on. Because there's a lot of reasons that I have to not like this show. Particularly one character that I really do not like about this show. But the Halloween heist is the high point of every season of this show. Except when Jason Manzukis shows up because he just rips the walls down and chews all the curtains. And I love Jason Manzukis. But the Halloween heist, nutty. Mm. Oh my gosh, they're so funny. They're so good. It's and like, they're like, very engaging. It, like it starts out, it's very much like, uh, like everything else that always comes back to, um, Die Hard. But it really does pay a good homage to all the different heist things. But you've got all the Halloween costumes and everything else. And I think the last one that they did is like everyone's favorite because it's, it's like the main detective is really has this big rivalry with the captain and it's all about who's better at, at pulling off this heist. And in the second one, um, the girlfriend who was just another cop anyway, uh, becomes the girlfriend of the main character. Uh, she heists it away from everyone. So she, she kind of pulls the rug out from underneath everyone else. And then it's now three teams. And in the final one, it was, um, how he proposes. Oh, yeah. And it's just, it's spoilers. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> so it's just really, really sweet. The one, the one thing I have to say about the Halloween heists and mm. everything is that thanks to the two of you, mm -hmm. uh, you have introduced me. Uh, to two shows. One is Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and the mm -hmm. other one is you introduced me to a movie called, I, I think it was The Blue and the Gray. Not The Blue and the Gray. That's Glory? Glory. Yes. Both of them star a man called Andre Brower. Yes. Find me more things with him in it, and or Hollywood, give him more work. Andre Brower is amazing. I mean, yeah, I agree. Uh, he, he was, he's really good. But and and the characters couldn't be more different. But by the way, I love his character in Brooklyn Nine Nine of the stodgy, uh, you know, you know, uh, starch shirt, uh, like super strict, super by the rules, absolutely gay black man. Um, so do do you want to watch Homicide Life on the Street? Is he in Homicide? <laughs> yes. Cool. Okay. Yeah, he's been around forever. Yeah, but no, yeah. I, I, the things that you people have made you people, and I, you know what I mean by you people, I mean you people. Um, <laughs> the things that you have made me watch with him in it, I have loved. I think he's amazing. He needs more work. Yeah. yeah. People of Hollywood that are listening to this, and I know you are, get Andre Brower more work. He deserves it. Yeah, he's he's quite a good actor. So I know I've I've, I've touched on some non series Halloween stuff. So when we get into the individuals, I have one that I remember distinctly from a show. And, and mm. so when we switch, I, I, I want to talk about it because I I need to buy this show. I've been buying old sitcoms and stuff that I liked when I was growing up. And this is one that I have not bought. I need to. Okay, so I think we have one more in the series. We got to talk about Bob's Burgers, don't we? Yes. Every Halloween is an epic episode. And if you haven't watched Bob's Burgers, this is one of those things that maybe you just want to throw something on uh, and get in that spoopy feel. I would definitely say Bob's Burgers is a good one. And just pick their Halloween episodes. And, They're amazing. And They're what all I, good. And what I love is that their their Halloween episodes do not stick out in my mind. Because every episode of this show is just so good. And the, the thing is, is gold. that for most of the show until the last season where they're doing this sort of like uh, this different feel is that every episode is an individual musical 
and every episode has at least one original song. Yeah. And it's a really, it's, I don't, it's a really stupid cartoon about a dude that runs a burger shop in Atlantic City, but it's not Atlantic City and it's definitely not New Jersey, <laughs> but it's totally, it's Atlantic totally City a, in New Jersey. nutty. It's totally AC Beach, right? Uh, well, it's, it's the board, really it's like the, the boardwalk. It's, like, it's like they've kind of combined Coney Island and AC and Jersey Shore and kind of squished them all together in this nondescript somewhere on the East Coast city. Right. That, yeah, that there's an island full of rich people because one of my favorite, uh, Halloween <laughs> episodes is the kids go across to the island. Right. Because they can get the better candy from the full rich size houses. Full-size bars. Full-size <laughs> bars. And they have That's all these adventures the there. Way. It's, it's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> so, so go ahead, jump, jump, jump into your individual episode that you're so excited about. And, and for all of you out there screaming about Rick and Morty, yes, like I don't, Rick and Morty doesn't have, they have dedicated Halloween episodes, but the whole show touches on it because it's built on tropes. So it's okay. <laughs> now, the show that I want to talk about is Married with Children. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they had a Halloween episode. It was in, it was, it was a, it was called Please Take My Wife. It's basically where Al, <laughs> <laughs> it's basically where Al wishes for death. Mm-hmm. And what, grill- what year was that? Oh gosh. Uh, um, that was 1993. I was and, 15. <laughs> and so it was basically the Grim Reaper shows up to answer his plea for death. Um, but it's in the form of his wife Peggy, and she's yes. basically in an Elvira costume. <laughs> basically, it's like the dark hair, dark outfit. Um, it was syndicated TV, so no cleavage ever. But uh, oh, she always had some cleavage. But, yeah, because because Pe- I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real genetic, and I, you may have to bleep this because of what I'm gonna say. I'm not gonna oh, curse no. or anything, but. Peggy was one of the most sexually positive characters yeah. I saw on TV oh, yeah. for a long time. Like she was out here. Like so And pe- and we can even say it's okay it it's it's not okay, but uh I'm looking at the pic the stills of this episode and, and she's dre- her the main character of Peggy, not the Grim Reaper, is dressed uh in uh, uh with a headdress and a leather dress with fringe in the mm-hmm. and I'm doing the air quotes Indian costume. But it's 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 because she's dressed up as part of the village people oh. because Bud is in the hard hat and Kelly is in the sailor outfit and the husband Ow. of the neighbor is in the leather daddy. So yeah, because yeah. Al refuses to be in the leather that he has. Like, yeah, so it was it was kind of a it was kind of a thing. And, no. and what was great is that uh, when Katie Seagal was done. Oh, and the village people show up. Oh, sweet! Mm-hmm. I gotta watch this episode. I vaguely remember really this. Episode. I gotta watch really this again. It's a really good and, episode. And when did you Kate- know that Buck, the dog's real, like the actor for the dog, is actually Buck? Oh, wow. That's cool. That's that, cool. That and there's only easy. one dog that they ever used. That makes it easy on set. Yeah. That's um, awesome. That was a, that was a criminally underrated show that was crass beyond crass uh, required. And it was dirty and filthy and horrible and put Fox on the map. And it's probably tame compared to today's TV. And oh, horribly tame by today's standards. But the thing is, is that we wouldn't have TV today without 
married with children and without their Halloween special and without them pushing boundaries. But the whole idea uh, of a show that flipped all the tropes on their heads uh, and it was uh, Carol O'Connor. Family? uh, um, No. Modern, not modern family. No, all in the family. All in the family. It was all in the family flipped upside down. Yeah. And the fact that they flipped it upside down and did it so successfully, like 15, 20 years later, uh, you know, it was, and it had Frank Sinatra doing their theme song. Bro, I didn't realize it because I was a young child who had not touched onto the, into the, the, the fringes of blues, which is, you know, crooners and things. Mm. Um, I didn't realize that was Frank Sinatra, but I do have a vinyl of him singing that song now, but. Love and marriage, love and Look, the only thing the, the only thing I remember from that show is that I, as teenage techie, really like Christina Applegate. Listen, listen, listen. listen. Yeah, as as adult nutty, I still really listen. Like as, listen, <laughs> as a as thirty seven year old Jason, I'm like Christina Applegate can call me any day. Yeah. By the way, Peggy in those leopard print tights and the big hair. And the, Katie and Seagal could call me any call day me also. Right now. They should call me. Just call like me Leela. Leela, I'm here. Katie Seagal turned into Taronga Leela from Futurama, which, by the way, Taronga called me. Also, by the way, you want to see her in the most aggressive form? Watch Sons of Anarchy. Hachi Machi. She's in that show and she is excellent. So for my single episodes, I do have Buffy, but I want to touch on an episode that I want... If you haven't seen it, Jason, you should definitely watch it, and maybe we should watch it together. Uh, I want Tech to watch this as well. Mm. Freaks and Geeks Trick or Treats. Ooh. I love me some Freaks and Geeks. Freaks and Geeks was excellent. There is a lot of reasons to love the single season of that show and a lot of reasons why it should have gotten a lot more than one yeah. season. And there's a lot of reasons why uh, Techie does not like that show because yeah. it is watching a human panic attack. So one of the, the there's three stories going on. You've got the nerds or the geeks, rather the freaks and the parents. So the dad Tech will know as Count Floyd from SCTV. And at oh. one point he <laughs> he is dressed up like a vampire. Yes, and he's doing the whole. I want to suck your blood. Would you like some pancakes? Yeah, well, (laughs) he doesn't exactly do that, but that is one of our favorite gags. But he, there's so many little Count Floyd references. It is fantastic, and I love it. But it's all about how, um, so the, 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 the freak daughter had promised that she would stay home and hand out candy with her mom. And mom really gets into the whole Halloween thing. She loves it. She loves looking at kids in in costumes. And this is around the time when kids are being told, don't take anything from strangers. No unwrapped candy. Nothing unwrapped. So you can't have the apples. You can't have the cookies. You can't have all the things that people used to give out for trick-or-treats. Which is blasphemy because a straight-up candied apple is one of the best things you could ever i went trick-or-treating like maybe two times as a kid and one time i was i was taken by a friend of the family and we went to a house and they gave us lumps of chocolate just straight white chocolate 
and apples. And I traded half my chocolate for her apple because it was a big Granny Smith. And I was like, oh, that looks good. I want to eat it now. Um, a red delicious or a Granny Smith in red candy coating. No, there was no candy coating. It was just oh. a Granny Smith apple. I was oh, that's in. That's, I was in. It's, it's Halloween. You got to coat that thing. Red Deliciouses are gross now, but they were they were the bomb when we were kids. Controver- they were different apples. Controversial opinion? Yes. If the apple's not green, it's not worth eating. Uh, I disagree. I think you need to eat more um, varieties of apple. And yeah. and with that with that as well, if you're going to caramel coat apples, okay, caramel coat over. If you're, if you're going to caramel, candy, if you're going to sure. if you're going to caramel coat apples. What you need to do is have one very specially prepared because no. there is no better Halloween treat on the planet <laughs> than watching a young child bite into a caramel colored, caramel covered onion. Yeah. No, so, that's no fair. so <laughs> for, for, for me, for me, trick or treat, little something. <laughs> for me, candy coating is the best. I, I, I'm not a caramel guy. So candy coating is the best for me. In tech, I will say. Have you tried a pink lady or a honey crisp? I think I've had a honey crisp. I don't think I've had a pink lady. Yeah. Pink they, lady, Fuji, honey crisp. Like these are like your bomb apples right pink now. Pink ladies and honey, pink ladies and honey crisp are my two favorite apples. Like right. Before we digress apples. into the fruit Food. podcast. Yes, this is the apple podcast. What's your favorite apple? Go ahead and send us some feedback. Let us know hey, what your hey, favorite Daddy, apple is. Would it be the big apple for you? Oh, the big apple yeah. podcast. Yes. That is awesome, and I love it. Um, so back to Freaks and Geeks. So that she's dealing with the fact that none of the kids want her treats. And as it turns out, Lindsay comes home, and she's like, yeah, I'm not going to hang out. My friends asked me to go out with them. And she ditches mom. And mom is just sad and miserable. And she and dad have not been together for a while. And... Dad puts on the costume and then he starts playing Count Floyd and uh, it turns into frisky times for them and they discover their love for Halloween and it's awesome. The freak daughter goes out with her friends and they become little vandals and obnoxious teens and we all hate them. Uh, I, I've, I was not the person that went out with shaving cream and eggs and knocking over mailboxes or anything like that. That was never my deal. I was the teenager who would still get dressed up and take little kids out trick-or-treating because that was much more fun. Um, and then you have the geeks and the geeks are all dressed up in costume and everywhere they go, they're like, aren't you too old to trick-or-treat? And you've got them, they're dressed as, if I can get remember them all correctly, you've got the Tin Man, Groucho Marx, and Jamie Summers is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love Jamie Summers. Like I just love the fact that that's a Halloween. They're all costume. boys, and that's one of yeah, uh, Jamie Summers. You know the 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 bionic woman. Um, and uh, uh, they're dealing with a lot of people telling them that they're too old to be in costume. People making fun of them, and just after they have a fight, down the road comes a car and. The, the daughter is leaning out the window and she throws an egg at some geek on the street and realizes it was her little brother. So. And so it brings the two different what do you do on Halloween stories together and it, it's really good drama. It, it does not end there. I'll just yeah. leave it up. And I like well, it because it talks about the whole thing like what do you do when you're quote unquote too old for trick or treat? Freaks and Geeks is an under. 
everybody in it became somebody. They did something mm-hmm. in Hollywood after. It's Judd Apatow's like first real big project. It really deserved more seasons. I'm a punk. <laughs> oh, that's a great episode. When, when I'm a Franco- punk rocker. Yeah, James Franco like trying to find his identity. Mm-hmm. Oh, back back when he was actually tolerable. Well, and this is freaks and geeks. He's he's he goes and he. There's one episode where he discovers punk, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm punk. I'm not a poser." And then he realizes by the end, "No, I'm a poser. I'm a big poser." Because wasn't at one point like a clip on earring. <laughs> was yeah. Wasn't like like, like one of the one of the plot yeah. points. Yeah. Um, singular Halloween episodes, and I I know it became a thing on the show later on. But as a as a standalone special, can we talk about how I met your mother? And can I use that word? Um, yeah, I think you can use the that slutty word. pumpkin. Because yeah. I think we can also talk about the fact that for some reason, uh, adult costumes come in two varieties. Right. The male variety and the slutty variety. Right, exactly. It, I was I was just about to say, like, if you watch modern commercial capitalistic fueled Halloween stuff, guys are covered from head to toe, and ladies are bare we're barely wearing anything. And I'm like, can it's we? It's a even- bikini with accents. Yeah, and I'm like, can we even it out? Because I will gladly wear my hoochie daddy shorts as a mummy. Like, listen, I will Nosferatu it up in some tidy shorts. It's fine. Right. Let's go. Why, wait, why, why? It's so unfair. Why do only women get to get slutty Halloween costumes? What if I want to be a slutty male mummy? Um, or- I, I will tell you there are websites for that. Oh, and, well, and I'm sure and there are. <laughs> and I'll ask this. Why I got to be hot? Why yeah. I got to wear full fabric? You don't have to. It's it's totally up to you. True, um, but they designed these to be, you know what I'm saying? Why it's got to be full pants. You know what I'm so in New York, there's an entire village. There's an entire city called San Francisco. And in the city of Montreal, <laughs> there's a place on St. Catharines between Baudry and Papineau <laughs> where you can find these costumes that we're looking for. I'm sorry. You said in New York, there's a city called San Francisco. <laughs> there's a city called San Francisco. No. But I think you meant in New York and in San Francisco no. and in Montreal. Okay, yeah. So let yeah. me correct myself. Yeah. In New York, there is a place called The Village. Yes. Yep. There is an entire city called the San Francisco. To be fair, though, if you really want to get down in San Francisco, go to the Castro. Yeah, but but the point stands. You can get these slutty costumes Indeed. as well. But they're meant for a very particular audience. And, and even... And, oh, oh, no, I was, I was... Actually, no, I have an idea. Go keep but I'm going to talk about How I Met Your Mother. So the idea is that the character Ted is looking for... He's looking for Miss Perfect. And the entire, like, nine seasons of the show is him looking for the woman he's going to marry. And he has weird tastes. And he's always on... He doesn't want Mrs. Right. Now he wants Mrs. Right. And he is a train wreck and an abomination and Mm -hmm. probably the worst human being alive. Worse than Barney. Worse than Barney. And then he gets to a Halloween, a Halloween, uh, a, 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 a costume party and he meets a woman dressed as a slutty pumpkin played by Katie Holmes. Which we don't get until the return of the slutty pumpkin. Right. Excellent reveal. Right, yeah. but he falls in love with her, but he doesn't get her name, and the only thing he knows is that she's dressed as a slutty pumpkin. And by by what I mean by slutty pumpkin is that she's dressed as a jack-o'-lantern, but the holes in the jack-o'-lantern costume is where the pieces of her lingerie would be. So there's nothing revealed. It's nothing exceptionally sexual or graphic. Yeah. It's just a, a stupid costume. 
and even made stupider by the fact that Ted's costume in this is that of a hanging Chad, which is a very dated political costume from the early 2000s. But the thing is that because they didn't trade names and because he immediately fell in love with Ms. Perfect and he has to meet her again, he spends year after year after year after year going to the same Halloween costume party. Dressed in the same Halloween costume. He's dressed as the hanging Chad in the hope that this lost connection from like a Craigslist ad is going to like run into him again and recognize him. And it never works until like seven seasons later when it eventually does. And he runs into Katie Holmes again, who at this point would be married to Tom Cruise and would be like totally like weird and gross. No, it's right after they divorce. Okay. So even weirder. Ah, It's less weird. And and the thing about the best part of about that is is that the episode is not a Halloween episode because of it's a Halloween. It's the fact that you have what their what their costumes are, like how yeah. they represent in the costumes. Like it's so good in that episode. Like, and let's be honest, who thought Katie Holmes could be funny? God, she was great. I I have a lot of credit for Katie Holmes. It's 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 kind of fun because in the episode she's she's so cringe and yet. Like, that's the whole thing. Like, they're yeah. just not vibing. Yeah, it, it, it is really funny. Like, I would not put Katie Holmes, you know, if I looked at them today, like, Katie Holmes today. Like, but they do really, really good comedy in that episode. I mean, maybe it's the style, you know what I'm saying? But, like, just very, very good. And that's hard to translate because, again, horror and comedy are very close, right? Very, very, yeah. very close. And when when the two meet, you get perfection in my book. Um, but Cabin Nutty, in the woods. yeah. While while we're on this topic, Nutty, mm. um, what was the the sitcom where there was a doctor's office that had Britney Spears come in as the reception? Was that Beck? No, that was also How I Met Your Mother. How I Met Your Mother. She right. was the receptionist and she does the, the ditzy receptionist in many episodes because Sarah Chalk is the doctor. Right. Doing the laser remover to, removal to take the butterfly tramp stamp off of this guy Ted's, um, small of his back. Right. But the thing is, is you've got Sarah Chalk who also did another comedy series. As uh, a scrubs. Doc- scrubs and as a doctor and did really, really good. But then you've got Britney Spears, not known for comedy. Who absolutely crushed it. And she crushed it. Had she built an entire comedy career off of this, I would have supported it. I would have been great for this. I love it. She did so good in that. Um, you're right, Jason. In, in, but the thing is, my, my point here is that pop music is horror, but that horror and comedy <laughs> are very close. Yeah. Let's <laughs> it. You're not Thriller. Wrong. Thriller proves my point. Listen, pop listen, music listen. is horror. Listen, 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 listen. I listen. I could go on forever about just. I know from, you can, just because it's one of the great. It's it's the goat of musical horror, pop, rap, R and B that you could ever have. It's the goat. It's the greatest of all time, and anyone out there can come fight. It's fine. The record sales back me up. <laughs> but listen, when you're on the greatest list of albums sold ever with Pink Floyd's uh, "Dark Side of the Moon." You can call yourself a goat. Um, but no, like one of the things I love about Halloween specials and things of that nature is shows that can literally be a horror all the time, but aren't. Mm. Like one of the things that I loved, Goosebumps. 
Or are you afraid of the dark? I'm looking at you, Canadian Nickelodeon from way back in the 90s. Like, I loved Are You Afraid of the Dark. I watched the living tar out of it. I even bought a digital collection of Are You Afraid of the Dark because I watched it so much. And this show, I'm only mentioning it because it's literally spoopy season all the time. But they do it really, really well. Well, I mean, wouldn't things like Supernatural and Charmed and all of that fall into that same area? Apparently, Supernatural had a Halloween episode. They did. Uh, It was excellent. Wait, wait. I I have the title here. It's dumb. Uh, Where is it? Come on now. Uh, No, Sabrina. Supernatural. It's the Great Pumpkin, Sam Winchester. It's Excellent. And I didn't bring it up because of Nettie's limitation. But tell everybody to bring it up. Well, I, that's a good... Uh, that, what's my limitation? That one's fine. The Great Pumpkin. You didn't talk about Yeah, but I said we're not or... doing The Great Pumpkin. You, the Slutty Pumpkin is a Great Pumpkin. There's lots of the ones that allude to it, but Supernatural, The Great Pumpkin, you can talk about it. I'm just talking it's about the original but, Peanuts. Okay, so explain this to me for... Uh, so this is Season 4, Episode 7. How far into the professional wrestler voice are there? Are they in uh, season we're still four? In the, season four, we're still in the the original five seasons, which is part of the original story. Okay, which so, is part of one of the best arcs of that show. Yeah, because everything else after that is fan fiction. So that every, is not a diss. I like fan fiction. So every episode ends with girl on the ceiling on fire. No, well, the, that only the epi- happened the first two episodes. That's just okay? the episodes I watched. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, they bring it back, but yeah, yeah. it's fine. Uh, it's- um, when they when they got into the professor wrestler voices, let me tell you a story, brother. This weekend at SummerSlam, I'm taking my brother down and this angel with him. It just it got it got so bad. But Can this I- is a good one because it it deals with all the Halloween tropes. You know, it yeah. deals with razor blades and candy. It deals with uh, which is what what are all the ones? Do you, can you remember them, Jason? Um, razor blades in 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 the candy, poisoned bobbing for apples. Um, oh god, uh, there there's a few. Um, yeah. those are the two main ones: the the razor blades and candy, and the poison bobbing apples. Um, but yeah, like. Was, uh, I'm the, sorry, I have to share this. One of the people that was uh, that ended up dying, he's mm-hmm. so vanilla. He made vanilla seem spicy. Ah! And, and yeah, it goes, the brothers investigating a slew of mysterious deaths in a small town, which appear to be linked to a demonic sacrifice. Yeah. <laughs> and let's be honest, he said vanilla was spicy because of his man. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Drowning in the, uh, bobbing for apples and all the other stuff. Like, it's just, it's, it's, it's a really good take. It's a lot of fun. Um, I, 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 I will give you kudos to that one for sure. I absolutely love that, that one. I know a lot of people have a lot of different feelings about Super. But there's not as many shows that have as good as like in it, it just 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 honestly, if you want to have better chemistry, it just make a show out of me and Ted. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, but at I, least you guys aren't actual brothers, and um, <laughs> the 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 fan fiction would be less disturbing. Slightly brown cess is what it would be called. Boy, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Anyway. Um, let me tell you something, brother. Let me tell you something. So Buffy had two really good Halloween episodes. And what yes. I liked about Buffy, because it always did like scary stuff, you know, because it was about vampires, is they, in the very first uh Halloween episode they did, they introduced the fact that vampires think doing anything on Halloween is tacky. 
Okay, so I, I have a question for yeah. you and Tech. Because I know, Tech, you have experienced Buffy because of Nutty. Um, mm-hmm. And Nutty, you want this. What is a better episode? The Halloween episode or the puppet? Okay, the puppet episode isn't Buffy. That's Angel. That's Angel. It's I mean, the same. No, not the same no. at all. Oh. No, and and that that is a piece of masterwork. Now, or the the musical episode or the Halloween episode. Oh, okay. So the musical episode for you, Jason, you'll enjoy the musical episode more. Um, and now my favorite episode of Buffy beyond the Halloween special, beyond the other we'll special, we'll talk about in another episode, which we will discuss next month as one of my favorite episodes of all time of Buffy. But my absolute season. favorite episode of that show is the one where they don't talk at Hush. all. Oh, starring thought, Mr. Doug Jones. Starring Mr. Doug Jones as a I mute. Thought, I thought you were going to say censorship is good. We will talk about that next, next month, month in November. Jeez. Because that is my second favorite episode. But my favorite episode of Buffy is the one where nobody talks because yeah. they can't. But for the so there's two Halloween so 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 the 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 premise in Buffy is that vampires don't do anything on Halloween they lay low they don't even kill anybody because it's tacky because it's tacky okay <laughs> and fun. that I love because then we don't it, it just creates a whole thing so it's kind of like a day off for Buffy well the first Halloween episode which I think is in season one or season two I think no it's season two because Snyder's there they've already eaten Principal Flutie. Um, so, uh, uh, what, what ends up happening is somebody casts a spell on what the costumes from a certain costume shop and, um, the gang are basically their detention is to take a bunch of kids trick or treating. They don't have a choice about it and they turn into their costumes. (laughs) So Buffy becomes a Victorian a lady who doesn't know anything and doesn't know how to fight and doesn't know what to do. And Xander becomes a super military guy and Willow becomes a ghost because she, she dressed as a ghost. And so now she's dead. Um, it is, (laughs) and she's walking through walls and all this other stuff. It is fantastic. Also Alison Hannigan. Uh, so Buffy tries to convince Willow to, instead of going as a ghost to, slutted up and so she's in this slutty outfit and she can't do it she throws the ghost costume on at that last minute so now she's a ghost in a slutty outfit ha! Listen. <laughs> like sometimes sometimes these 90s and 2000s shows they get it and they know it, how to have fun yeah they get it and they just they just deal with it you know what I'm saying? like it's just one of those moments it's just like that's excellent and then the other one is called Fear Itself, and it's when Buffy's in college and they go to a frat party and somebody draws a symbol on the floor and it actually summers, summons a fear demon. And once you enter the house, you are confronted with your worst fear. Oof. And that's a really good episode. Angel had Life of the Party. We're not going to go there because the Buffy episodes are even better, even as good as Life of the Party is. I'm not sure if it was a Halloween episode. Mm. I, I think it was, mm. but based on the very same concept of facing your worst fear was also the greatest X-Men episode of all time oh. where they did it as a cops episode. 
Really? I don't even oh, see that one. Oh, yes. Where there's a fear monster that makes you face your worst fear. And it was an entire X-Men episode. Uh, X-Men. X-Files. It was an X-Files episode where uh, it's presented. Oh, X-Files. X-Files. Okay, X-Files. yes. Yeah, X-Files. Yeah. I love that one. Yeah, because it's, it's X-Files, but it's, it's presented. It's called X-Cops? Yeah. It's my favorite episode. Yeah, because it was presented during, uh, like, when Fox would, after X-Files would show cops or before. So it was just... On this episode of Cops, bad boys, bad boys, what, what you, you gonna, gonna do? do? What, what you, you gonna, gonna do? And for you, bad boys, bad boys. boys. And then all of a sudden, it's Fox and Mulder yeah. chasing down the Mosquito Man in this in this town, and it just it was such a. Funny... It aired in February. I don't think it was Halloween related, but it was know. really great. But I but chasing down you your mean. worst fear made me think yeah. of that. I don't know what you mean, Scully. I don't think a jack-o'-lantern can come to life and drain the essence out of a human being. And I believe in a lot of things, Scully. Is that an episode that I don't remember? The truth is out there. Probably, 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 but no, it's just me making fun of uh, Fox Mulder because for some reason he's the most unbelievable, believable conspiracy theorist ever. <laughs> he, it's but, David Duchovny playing himself. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because because Mulder has a porn addiction, just like David Duchovny, and his personality is like wastewater, just like David <laughs> Duchovny. I mean, it is it is just him playing himself. But Meanwhile, would, Gillian Anderson is amazing. I would, I, would, now I would say I would throw X-Files into that like could be spoopy all the time thing. Like, are Absolutely. Of, like, are you afraid of the dark? Like, I mean, and 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 I I tell people tell me like people when people look at me like they look at people who have never watched an X Files episode, but they've never watched a X Files, they never watched a Star Trek episode, like they've never watched an X Files episode. I'm like, X Files was excellent. Like there, like there are so many great actors who came out of X Files to have great careers. Jack Black was one of those actors. Like, yeah. So like his the, episode was great. Though. So here's the thing is that X-Files for this generation is what the Outer Limits and the Twilight Zone were for our generation. Excellent. What's the new one? What's the new thing for this generation? I can't wait to find out because it, it'll be fun. But the thing is, is that, we, you know, we love to sit here on our high horse and say, eh, you haven't watched all the X-Files. You don't even know who Crychick is. You, you don't know what the cigarette smoking man oh, is. Blah, 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 blah. You don't know what the black tar is. Yeah. Meanwhile. There's more than one deep throat. All right. But meanwhile, my He's dad. Mr. X. Right. Meanwhile, my dad will sit there on his high horse and go, you haven't watched all the Hitchcock Presents? You don't even know. Uh, you don't know every episode of the Twilight Zone forward and backwards? Yeah. Um. Outer limits. Outer limits. We control the horizontal and the vertical. Oh my god, the outer limits was good. And the remake, really good too. Hey, but- hey, hey. the Twilight Zone redo of the series under Jordan Peele's guiding hand, not bad. Not when bad did they do that? Uh, it was after us, if I'm not mistaken. So they, they, so very recently in like the 2010s or 20s, yes, there is a new Twilight Zone done by Jordan Peele. Yes. Okay. And it's not bad. I think a lot of people wanted it to be more like the original, but I don't think that's his style of horror. Um, no, but- Jordan does his own thing and it's great and you groove with it or you don't. 
it's um, it's, it's very it's it, I enjoyed the Twilight Zone that he did, and also when you guys can see Nope. Because have you seen it? Is it good? It's excellent. Uh, I I'm I'm interested. There's a lot that I need to see, and I just haven't watched. Um, I I really just um. What is this generation's like X Files? I don't know because I'm not from this generation. So if you are a uh millennial, let us know what yours was. If you are are you a millennial, Jason, or are you an X? I am a millennial. Okay, so you 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 told us it was X Files. Okay. Uh uh if you are uh a zoomer, then let us know. Um <clears throat> since I know we're coming to the end, I I wanna I wanna go to the well of like yeah obviously um and i want to talk about rick and morty and i don't want to talk about rick and morty in the sense of yes they can always be spooky but when they actually do spooky and it's actually in a different variety than you would normally expect which is there's an episode where basically rick and morty make a mistake and they turn a planet into a bunch of cronenberg monsters (laughs) <laughs> and I, I mentioned this episode specifically because <clears throat> why you laugh, Tech, is because we both like da- we know David Cronenberg. None of you smile because David Cronenberg. Like it's playing up that trope and that style of Cronenberg to make a whole episode that also ties into later seasons is really, really good for me and really enjoyable. And it's it's one of those visceral feelings that I don't think a lot of shows give you that payoff where you've been watching for seasons or, or for all of the show and there's things that make it feel like this is a reward for you who've been watching. Mm. Doctor Who is a show that does that often. Yes. And I love it. Like when... In the day of the Doctor, when one of the key points points is that an octopus-like alien is a shapeshifter and they don't know who the queen is that's not for me because i wasn't watching doctor who back in the day when that alien was was prevalent that's for all those people who've been watching doctor who since the black and white beginning days and and it's and so for rick and morty that cronenberg episode is not only for fans of rick and morty but it's also for fans of classic horror right Mm -hmm. cronenberg just had a movie come out this year I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to mention what it's about because it's not for this podcast. But we um, had one. But I will say, like, there's a lot of uh, episodes that we didn't mention and we didn't go into. I'm sure there's listeners who are, want to tell me how great the community episodes were or how great the office episode was or some other show. Um, or how you two, Nutty and Tech, didn't talk about the Muppets. What about the Muppets? They had Halloween specials. Yeah, no, we're not doing specials. We're doing right yeah. the Muppet Show. I mean, Alice Cooper came on, but it wasn't Halloween. It was Alice Cooper. Welcome to my night. That's a really good episode of the <laughs> so Muppet good. Show. Freaking it is a really awesome good episode. episode. And the really interesting thing about that is that was his test after rehab to see if he could be a rocker and be sober. And so the first the first show he did out of rehab was the Muppet Show. This is why the Muppets is one of the goaded series of all time. The Muppet Show is fantastic, but um, uh, and I'm not mentioning Dairy Girls, which 
by the way, they have a Halloween episode in season three and it's fantastic and I loved it. And I was like, wow, this is a really good episode until the end. And it made me cry. <laughs> and then the finale made me cry. And I know this isn't a Dairy Girls podcast, but I have to share that with somebody. Season three, how it ends, the entire series is ending and it makes me cry. All right. I will mention one more. Yes. Uh, because Jason mentioned Rick and Morty. Yes. And by the same creators, I have to mention Solar Opposites. Oh, the Solar Opposites. Man, I need to. It was fantastic this week. I need to watch that because I've heard nothing but excellent. It is excellent. It is absolutely fantastic show. Season three now? Season three? Yeah. The last episode of season three that they just did is their Halloween special. And it's quite good. And it's the fact that one of the, so the whole show, Solar Opposites, is about aliens who come to Earth that are trying to hide the fact that they're aliens. It's coneheads. They don't hide it at all. It's coneheads, and they're not very good at it. And, yeah. And, and, as a matter of fact, they suck. Uh, we're not going <laughs> to spoil the episode, but let's just say there's a giant reference to the Crypt Keeper, and it is fantastic. So it is it is coneheads versus Invader Zim. <laughs> I think yeah. is a great way to explain yeah. Solar Opposites. Done by the guy that did Rick and Morty. Yeah. So think of the guy that does Rick and Morty doing Coneheads versus Invader Zim spooshed together and make it silly and stupid and then make a Halloween special about the fact that one of the aliens is too afraid to like Halloween, but everybody else wants to get in on it because it looks like fun. So it's everybody trying to have fun while one of them is squicked out and somebody resurrects the Crypt Keeper who's making horrible puns the whole episode. It is really, really funny. So why do we love Halloween episodes? And I'm going to just say it in one line for me and you tell me if you have a different line. The reason I love Halloween episodes is because Halloween is only one day out of the year. And with Halloween episodes, as I'm anticipating that day coming up, I get to experience the joy and fun of Halloween all throughout the month. The reasons I love Halloween are the same reasons I love Mardi Gras, because it is one day a year that I get to celebrate excess. I want to know why do you love Halloween episodes? For the same reason, because I get to enjoy excessive fear. Yeah. And I get to be a little bit more scared than I am the rest of the year, but it's okay because it's only one day. It's only one night. It's only a couple of hours. And when it's over, I can go back to being normal. But all of my normal shows can be a little more scary, a little more edgy, a little more bloody, a little more mouthy. And it's okay because it's just that one TV show. And then it's okay again. Yeah. It, it, Jason? Tech, tech, you hit the nail on the head. Like, the fact that you can live in this realm of excess for a day, for 24 hours, whatever, and no one judges you for it, that's what appeals to me about Halloween episodes, Halloween specials, all the things. Because usually a lot of TV shows, a lot of programs like to use Halloween as a way to flip the script, so to speak. Like they might be a dark or kind of edgy show, but they'll take Halloween and use it to push that limit. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they'll use Halloween to kind of bend the rules to the point of breaking instead of just kind of slightly sliding through. And I I I like that because it feeds into it feeds into that idea where like that reward, right? Like you've been watching this new show or the show you enjoyed all season, and you're trying to figure out how it all goes. And they're like, you know what? Here's this thing, bam! And you get it, and you're like, oh, that's excellent. You can just go about your day. You know what I'm saying? 
just I just like that a lot. And a lot of TV shows nowadays do not like to pay off their audience. You know, that's why things I think like uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, Community, Atlanta, shows like that they pay respect to their audience, and a lot of shows don't. But when you could do it spookily, and you could be like, yeah, Christina Applegate is a child. Obviously, Jason's with it because I grew up with Christina. You are younger than Christina Applegate, so it's not that she's a child. You are not a child. She, she would have chose me, Nutty. Why you gotta? Why you gotta pop my balloon? She would not have chose you. You're much too young for her, especially no, at that time. Listen, she would have chose me. I was the nerd. I would have won. I was the big. Gosh, Nutty. Gosh. And on that note. Thanks so much for joining us. Let us know what is your, you don't get to use your, your closing line anymore. You know why? Cause you don't have a podcast. So I stole Aww. it. Ha-ha! That's what happens. You snooze, you lose. Um, what is your favorite Halloween episode of a TV show? Uh, go ahead and let us know. I bet there's a ton that we didn't talk about, but these are the ones that bring us joy. Um, and, uh, thanks for joining us. Bye, everybody. Bye. And, and, and watch the great pumpkin. It's excellent. Yes. Well, we, that's a given. We don't need even to talk about that. Everybody loves the Great Pumpkin. It's so good. I have it on DVD. It's so good. <sighs> and before we go, we would like to thank our patrons, without whom... We would not have two episodes or more a month. We would not be able to pay our server fees or any of the good stuff that we do. So thank you so much to all of you. We really do appreciate your support, even in times when my voice sounds terrible. That's right. You get to get the doctor girlfriend version of Nutty that usually is only heard after conventions. This time it's due to... A seasonal change and lots of presentations at work. So thank you so much to our top tier, our big daddies. Right now we only got big daddies. I'd love to have big mamas and big parents as well. Thank you to the biggest of them all, Jax. And also thank you to Jason and Rich the TT. And thank you to our patrons of the arts. That is Kaylin, Mark Cabot, the encaffeinated one, the bathtub mermaid, Melissa, uh, Susanna, and thank you to all of our other patrons that are keeping the lights on. Thank you so much to all of you. Thank you to Andy, Cliff, Greg, Harold, Hugh, Ian, Justine, Ken, Kinsey, Crazy Joe Adventures, Mike, Patrick, The Radical Geek, Shane, Stephen, Will, and Zachman. Thank you so much to all of you. If you thought you should hear your name here and it's not here, uh, go ahead and go to Patreon and check and make sure that you are still uh, a patron. Um, I had this happen to me on one of my other shows that I didn't know until uh, the podcaster mentioned that they had a bunch of patrons drop off and it it was by no... Uh, account of their own. And when I went in, I realized, hey, I'm not getting my Patreon feed. I'm not getting my episodes. What's going on? And um, I discovered, yeah, for some reason I was dropped off. I bet it's because I subscribed as like lower than the minimum you're allowed to subscribe as now. Not subscribe. Become a patron, whatever it is. Um, And uh, but it was a, you know, 
that particular one is a by uh episode and they were doing four episodes a uh a month so that's my suspicion but i have no idea they never notified me i can't find any history of it i have no cancellation on my end so i just want to make sure that everyone knows uh there are some things going on at patreon uh they just offered a new way of charging so that it's not by the first of the month i sent a message to all the patrons asking them if they'd like me to change this or leave it as you get charged on the first of the month it is up to you um please send me any feedback. I really want to make this the best experience for all of you. Um, and I do, of course, have other ways. You can always use PayPal or Venmo or some other means to uh, donate to uh, uh, Nutty Bites. And um, I would, of course, read your name here with everyone else and respect the same reward levels. Anyway, a lot of that. I'm talking way too much for this voice. Thank you so much, all of you. I really do appreciate it, and uh, I look forward to sharing more fun with you in the next episode. Nutty Bites is produced by Nimlas Studios under a Creative Commons Attribution No Commercial Non-Derivatives 3.0 International License. That means you can't change it without my permission. You can share it and send it to your friends. Just link back to me, my site, and everything. We live at nimlas.org, which has links to everything social media, including facebook.com slash group slash Nutty Bites and patreon.com slash nukejoss or call 347-Nutty42.